This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and leave for God here at Common Bond Church.
Well, a group of men actually went out to play golf uh, on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And the guy who was organizing the group made sure that all the guys knew that they actually needed to bring a pair of socks, an extra pair of socks. And one, when one of the guys asked him, why should I bring an extra pair of socks? He said, just in case you get a hole in one just in case you get a hole in one. Well, amen, amen. Let me get us to our scripture really quickly. Uh, today, we're going to be opening up our passage of scripture in John chapter 16, and we're going to be reading verses 26 uh, through 33. John chapter 16, verses 26 through 33. And before you actually uh, turn to that scripture, I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers who actually are watching. I want us to be reminded of those who have actually uh, provided for us and cared for us, just as I'm thinking of my father who's in heaven, uh, my father-in-law who may be watching today. I want to say happy Father's Day to you and all the fathers that actually are present. Just happy Father's Day to you. So if you have your Bibles now, let's go to uh, John chapter uh, 16. And again, we're going to be reading verses 26 through 33. Verse 26 says these words, In that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and I have not come into the world and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said to him, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative language. Now we know that all things, now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why, why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come where you be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for these words that we are about to hear the scripture that we just read. Lord, I am praying that um, I do decrease today so that you may increase. Lord, I pray that uh, you speak boldly through us. And so, Lord, we ask that you endue us with tremendous power, that the Holy Spirit is present to actually communicate these words of scripture to us in a way that actually speaks to our heart, our mind, and all that is within us. Lord, allow us to know what you would have us to do, who you would have us to be in this world. Lord, let the name of Christ Jesus be known clearly to each and every one of us and his significance for our life. And Lord, when we hear these words and they become effective in our life, let us give you the praise. Let us give you the glory. Let us also give you the honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, this week um, I had three detours on actually my way to actually get from one location to the other. And as I had these three detours, I, I didn't think that they were a coincidence. I believe that they were an opportunity that were enabling me to learn something greater and actually bigger than God. But I actually will tell you, when I actually experienced these, these detours, I didn't feel that they were a blessing at all. 
In fact, I thought that they were interruptions. I thought that they were things that were getting in the way of what I truly wanted to do. And so I wanted to share with you today that in this world, uh, we will face many disruptions. You know, 2021, if I talk to many people today, what I've heard that life sometimes feels as if it's been turned upside down, you know, meaning that the plans that they had, the things that they wanted to do today are just not coming to pass as they so desired. Well, I wanted to share with us that when we actually think about God and we think about our relationship with God, he actually wants to be the one who actually helps us when disruptions actually come in our life. And in fact, if we actually really think about God and as we look at the scriptures, they will prove that God himself uses disruptions to help us from actually ending up in a dark place, in a dangerous place and actually leading us to a place of safety. And so that's what I want to talk to you today is actually finding Christ Jesus in our life in 2021 that enables us to move to the path of safety, the path of direction that he has for all of us. And I'm going to do so by reading a passage of scripture again in John chapter 16, verse 26. Uh, what I first wanted to uh, share with us is this need that Jesus Christ begins to share with his disciples. He says these words in verse 26, in that day you will ask in my name and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I wanna first start by thinking about this statement that Jesus Christ has actually shared with his disciples and actually shared with us. He is preparing them for his departure. He is preparing them uh, to, to understand that he is leaving the relationship that he has for them because he now has to actually go to the cross. He actually now has to go to a place where he will actually sacrifice his life. And he begins to say to them, all that you've needed in your life, I've already taken care of. When you've walked with me for three years, I provided food for you. I provided all of your necessities. And so you've never needed to ask the father for anything. But he says, when I leave, you'll need to start asking for the father for things that you actually need in your life. And he begins to say to them in verse 26 again, he said, you won't just ask me, you'll ask the father on my name. He says that the father now loves you because you actually have loved me. And I wanted us uh, to begin to think about the love that the father actually has for us when we actually think about detours in our life. Now, when you think about any detour, and when I think about detours, I recognize a couple of things that always happens in my life. You know, depending on the gravity of the detour and where I'm actually trying to go, I will feel anxious. I will feel in a hurry because what I am trying to get accomplished is not actually uh happening at that moment. You know, there's a detour that is actually stopping me from getting to what I desire to do. And when I feel that way, and maybe when you feel that way, there's frustration starts to come in your life. And also when you actually just think about physical disruptions, you know, such as a detour in life and you're driving and you're going to a place and they're trying to get you to go in a direction that you didn't plan, you know, now you may face confusion. You may face, you know, an opportunity where you're not sure quite where you're going and you may get even upset. You know, I've experienced that in my own life, you know, even this week where I thought that I needed to get somewhere at a certain time. And so I planned everything exactly the, the way that I wanted it to go. But there was a disruption. 
You know, there was traffic. You know, there was something that was invading my way from getting to my destination. So instead of getting frustrated sometimes, you know, what I want us to think about with disruptions is that oftentimes God gives us disruptions so that we actually avoid danger. That's really the definition of a disruption. If you think about any detour in life, for example, you know, a detour, you know, is is created so that you and I don't face danger, so that you and I don't get in an accident, so you and I can actually prevent what's ahead of us. And I want to argue today that whenever you think about God himself, he has used his reality to help us to understand that I'm going to place detours in your life. I'm going to place disruptions in your life so that you actually don't face something on the uh, that is harm on the other side of the end. And the greatest disruption and the greatest detour that we have ever been given in life, his name is Jesus Christ. You know, he has been given us. Uh, the father has given to us Jesus Christ. In John chapter three, verse 16, it says that whosoever shall believe in him shall no longer perish, but have eternal life. That's a detour. You know, that's a disruption in our life. It's a detour because God is saying, I knew what was happening on the under end of your life, but I've decided to send Jesus Christ so that he can actually give you a detour so that he can actually move your life in a new direction that you didn't experience. And when you think about that detour in our life, what you first think about how is, is, is how good God is. And I think about all detours that actually God gives us in life. The very first thing that I wanted to share with us about those detours is that God is still always good. You know, God is always thinking about our good, even when we don't realize that God is thinking about our good. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows, uh, everything that is going to happen in our life. And so he is trying to make sure that we get to the place that we need to be, even when it doesn't actually fit our plans. And that's why I think about the second things about detours. And I, I want to set up at least three things that I want to talk about with about detours in my life and in your life today so that we can actually understand what God wants to do in our life when detours actually happen. And those three things, again, is that detours are actually good for our life. It actually shows us that God is actually loving and actually caring for us in a personal way. And I just mentioned that. And the second thing that I actually wanted to share with us is that a detour is actually oftentimes an interruption into your own plans. I want to say that one more time again. A, a detour is always an interruption in your own plans. You know, think about anything that is actually going on in your life. And you can actually think about how you desire to actually do something and going in a certain direction. But you recognize that God had different plans. You know, God always has different plans in our life than generally we have for ourselves. You know, there's a scripture uh, that says in the Bible that man actually makes plans, but God actually orders his steps. You know, it's a way for us to understand that as much as we actually think about what we want to do in life, God has it already all figured out. And so what we need to do is understand that when a detour happens, when a disruption happens in our life, that God is just trying to get us to the right direction. As I was thinking about, you know, some of these detours and, and disruptions in my life and in your life. Uh, one of the things that I was actually thinking about was a toy uh, that I used to have when I was a, a little kid. And I remember this toy before we had all these electronic gadgets and th this simple toy that I used to have, which was in the shape of a ball, you know, just a simple shape of a ball. And it had a stick that actually came out of the top. 
and almost looked like an apple with a stem, if you can kind of imagine that. And when I uh, uh, had this first toy, I remember the first time that I used it. And what it does is that you spin the toy as a ball on a table. And so you spin the round part. And once you start to spin it, eventually it'll actually begin to flip up and actually start to spin on the tip. And it'll actually start to spin in a better way than it actually did when it actually was spinning on the ball itself. And I always thought that that toy was amazing because it, it made no sense. It made no sense that when you started to spend it on its ball, that it actually will end up flipping off and actually spinning on the tip. And I actually give you that example is because, you know, sometimes life just is not going to make sense to us. You know, life is, is, is set up in our mind and in our practical ways to actually come out according to the things that we actually desire. But I want to share with us today that anytime that we encounter God, anytime we encounter Jesus Christ, he is often going to disrupt our life and actually turn it upside down. You know, when you are praying for God to actually start to figure out some things in your life, start to move some things around, whether or not it's a job, whether or not it's a career, whether or not it's a relationship, you know, whether or not it's even something in your health. You know, oftentimes God is not going to give you or give me the answers based on the way that we would actually think about in our head. Instead, he's going to flip it upside down. He's going to let us start to move in a direction and he's going to do something completely different than we've ever actually experienced in our life. And this is one of the things that you actually see in these scriptures. You actually see the disciples who are actually believing that Christ Jesus had a different plan for their life than they actually did. You know, they actually thought that Christ Jesus was going to be with them forever. And he was actually going to be their Lord and Savior, walking them through all the issues of life, just as he was doing in the three years of ministry. But he actually flipped their reality upside down and said, you know, even though you thought that these were the things that I actually needed to do for your life. What I really need to do is actually go to the father so that you can have a new plan and a better reality in your life. And that new plan, that new better reality is simply, you know, the most important thing that we we can understand here today is recognizing that when God is actually gone and sent Jesus Christ into our life, he has enabled us to have the newest and greatest hope for anything that we actually face in our life. And so when we think about, you know, who Jesus Christ is, you know, we think about this life that they were sharing with the disciples. And I want to jump down to the scripture, you know, all the way down to verse 33 that we just read. Jesus Christ said these things that, that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He wanted the disciples to know that in this difficult world that they were actually about to face, that take solace and take hope that even though you are facing difficulties, I will actually still be there with you. You know, I often like to say that, you know, when you actually think about trying to achieve the perfect life in this world is that it's actually impossible. And that when you actually read the scriptures, the scriptures never promise us a perfect life. But what the scriptures will do is actually promise us to show us the way to the one who is perfect. You know, our life will never be perfect, but it will actually show us the one who actually is perfect. And when you think about verse 33 in John chapter 16, God is saying your world will not be perfect. You will face tribulation. You will face difficulty. But I want you to be able to take heart. 
because I've actually already overcome the world. And so when you and I are facing a upside down reality, a topsy-turvy world, you and I can actually take hope that we have Christ Jesus that has a reward for us at the end of the day. You know, that enables us to actually go through life with a new perspective, with new hope, a new attitude. You know, I often think about that, you know, the difference between having a joyful life, having a good life is just a matter of our perspective. It's a matter of the attitude that we wake up every day. And I remember hearing over 10 years ago, a man once tell me that if he's ever having a bad day is because he forgot to get up and actually thank God for what he's already done. And I think that that word actually spoke truly uh, deeply to me at that time, because there's some times where you actually wake up you know, where you're still thinking about the difficulties and the troubles from last night, where you're still thinking about the difficulties and troubles from last week, where you're still thinking about the difficulties and troubles from last month, instead of actually waking up every single day and recognizing that his mercies endure forever, that God's grace is available to us today, and he can actually turn things around in the snap of a finger. And so I'm reminded here today of these verses that I want to share with you is that when you think about, you know, what is going on in your life today, recognize that the greatest hope that God has given us to endure is called eternal life. If we recognize that God has a reward for us at the end of the day, he's saying to you that you can endure just a little bit of what you are experiencing today because I have a great prize for you. And that's reason enough to actually get up every single day in the face of a difficult job situation, in the face of a difficult relationship, in the face of difficult health situations, because it enables us to be able to understand that this thing that I'm going through is just a snap of the finger. But for all of eternity, I have Christ Jesus who actually will give me a better life, who actually give me eternal life. And I actually don't want to stop there. But when I actually think about the gospel itself, that Jesus Christ came and he died and was buried for my sins, what it actually shows me and it actually shows you is that if God can actually do the impossible, which actually is defeat death, he can actually do the impossible in my life. And so when I recognize that I'm going through something difficult, and when you recognize that you're going through something difficult, think about the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, think about how he was able to overcome death, because if he's able to overcome death, he can help you and I overcome anything difficult in our life today. He can help us to uh, overcome the health situation, you know, the difficult relationship that we are actually having. He can do it all because he is called the God of the impossible. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah, uh, the blessed one. He is all things that we actually need in life. I want us to turn to one more scripture. And it's actually found in John chapter 16, verse 21. In John chapter 16, verse 21, it's a fascinating uh, parable that God actually gives us uh, talking about a woman and childbirth. Let me read it for you. It says, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been brought into the world. 
And, you know, I love that parable because uh, we have many of us who have actually given birth to children and have actually understood what God is actually saying. You know, we recognize that we as, as women, you know, women have recognized that they've gone through pain. You know, they've gone through the nine months of actually carrying the baby and then also the pain of actually delivering that baby and what difficulty pain that that they are actually experienced. But when the baby actually comes out, you know, there's great joy. And, and God is actually saying in the scriptures that the joy overcomes any of the sorrow, any of the difficulty that that woman was actually facing because life have actually is actually come. And so I want us to think about that today when when you are thinking about the, the circumstances and the difficulties of life that God has actually uh, provided for you in your life and recognizing that he is about to do something better in your life than you can ever experience. And while you are waiting for better, you know, recognize that it's going to be unspeakable joy. It's going to be joy that actually gives you life that, that actually enables you to have the best experience than you will ever think about for all of eternity. You know, God has that promise for you and he has that promise for me. And it's the one thing that will actually give us hope in a world that is hopeless. You know, if you want to try to figure out how to fix your life today, it's not going to be the solutions that the world provides. It's going to be the eternal perspective that only God can actually give us through his son, Christ Jesus, you know, giving us a hope that continue to endure even when you want to flip out. You know, continue to endure even when you want to give up. You know, I know many of us have been to a place where we have not understood why things are actually happening in our life. You know, I heard a man once say uh, an experience that you might actually relate to. You know, he once said that he was doing everything right. And, uh, and he just didn't quite understand why things weren't going the way that they actually should. You know, he had crossed all his T's. He had dotted all his eyes. He had said all the right prayers. He had been all kinds of holiness in his life. But yet and still, nothing was actually going right. And then God actually gave him these words. I'm still good. You know, I'm still good. And that's sometimes what we got to recognize as well, that even in the midst of us doing the right things, even in the midst of us uh, uh, crossing every T and dotting every I, we still may face a disruption in our life. Yet and still, God is still good. You know, God is still going to be able to help us to get to our end prize. And so I just got a simple word for us today is to recognize that whatever you're going through today, God wants you to know and he wants me to know that he is still good and he is still going to bring the joy that you actually need in your life. You know, all this week I've been thinking of another phrase uh, in, in addition to decrease is the word that in Psalm chapter 30, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy actually comes in the morning. You know, I, I can't tell you how long your night will be. You know, your night may be one single day or it might be a week or it might be a season. But yet and still, the Bible actually promises us that joy actually comes in the morning. And so that's something to give God thanks for. That's something to give God praise for, because eventually in due time, your joy is going to come. And I read it in the Old Testament. I just read it in the New Testament. I'm reading it all over scriptures because I want you to know that God is not a liar. 
And God is always true. And whatever he says in his word is going to come to pass in your life and my life if we can just believe. And so today I encourage you to endure, to hold on because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As I think about this Father's Day, I'm reminded of the greatest gift that my father actually gave me. I remember when I was uh, seven years old and, and uh, dad had actually brought home a box and he said, here's a gift for you. And actually, as I opened up that box, uh, it was a nondescript, plain toy. It was just a little white truck. Uh, and it meant so much to me because I actually knew that my father actually spent the time to actually give me a personalized gift. It wasn't mom who did it. It wasn't my sisters who did it, but it was actually dad himself who actually gave me a personal gift. That's why it actually meant the world, because I knew that the father was actually loving me. And today I want you to know that the greatest gift that we have ever received in our life is Christ Jesus. Again, John chapter three, verse 16 says that the father loved us so much that he gave us the only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall no longer perish, but have eternal life. That's the greatest gift that you and I will ever receive because it affects us for all of eternity. And it gives us hope every single day. It gives us hope to be able to face the detours, the disruptions that actually happen in our life, recognizing that God has a better plan. God has a new plan for us. If we can actually just get off the road of destruction and actually move into the direction that he asked for us. So I pray today, that as we begin to close, that you actually give your life over to the detours that actually God is actually doing. What I want you to do as we begin to close today, I, I want you to think about the question that I actually asked you at the beginning. And that simply was, what do you do when life actually is turned upside down, when things are not going the way that you actually desire? Well, today, as we actually heard this message, God actually places detours in our life sometimes and turns our life upside down so that we actually move into a new direction. And so today, what I want to encourage you to do is to begin to rejoice, uh, to be able to calm yourself when those detours happen, because God is actually trying to help us to actually move in a new direction. You know, embrace change, embrace the things that God actually wants you to do new, the new directions that he actually wants you to go. Instead of going right, he might be telling you to actually to go left. Embrace those realities because it's going to lead you to better. You know, allow God to actually move into your life so that he can actually help you to experience something new. What I'm really saying to you is I'm asking you to do crease. I'm asking you to be less of yourself and let God just show up in your life. Will you do that with me today as we allow Christ Jesus to increase in all that we do? Amen. Amen. Well, as we begin to close, I'm going to invite Candace over. She's going to sing us one last song, and I'm going to give us some last important words before we close today. All to Jesus I surrender all to thee I freely give I will ever love and trust him in his presence 
daily live. So I surrender all. Oh, I, I surrender all. And all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Think I'll say it one more time. Say I, I surrender all. Oh, I, I surrender. While you were listening to that song, or while you were hearing me share the message of Christ Jesus to you, maybe the Holy Spirit was speaking to your heart, telling you that it's time to actually surrender all. And if that's you, I would like to lead you in this prayer that begins by saying these words. Pray with me. Dear Lord, I confess my sins before you. I believe what I heard today, that you died, was buried, and was raised again, that I may have life. Lord Jesus, I believe in you that I can have a better life just by simply trusting in you. I surrender all today. Lord, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer with me, and if this message has actually touched you, I'd love for you to go out to our website at commonbondchurch.org and actually fill out a comment card or even give us a prayer request. We would love for you to stay connected with us as you've been able to take these next steps of faith in your life. I want to lead us now in a word of benediction. I just want to let us know, may the grace of God be with us. May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace. Have a great week.